Hi, and welcome to another episode of The Caption Life, a podcast about how comics and pop culture impact life and society, and vice versa. Coming to you from deep in the heart of Texas, my name is Kevin, and joining me via Mystical Portal is my good buddy Sean in Indiana. Hello, dear squire. <laughs> I'm not your squire. <laughs> if anything, you're my squire. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's like, who's the sidekick in this in this relationship? <laughs> right. Hey, before we get started at this episode, please hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, and follow us on social media, at Caption Life, on both Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Reddit, and we're now on Facebook. You can also mm-hmm. find more info and past episodes at thecaptionlife.com. Uh, hey, we're happy to bring you the greatest geeky conversation in all the realms and today we are talking to uh, webcomic creator Molly Farnsley uh, who has been creating stories since she was a little girl and wants to share her ideas and art with the world she graduated from college in 2013 with a degree in professional writing and her main focus is her fantasy webcomic Ever Present which launched on uh, August 1st 2016 so you're celebrating your five year anniversary Uh, she lives in the Midwest with her husband and her two cats named Wheatley and Kiwi welcome to the show Molly Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, Molly, we're, we're glad you're here with us, and we want to talk to you about your work. But before uh, we get into your work, we, we always start off when we get a chance to interview people um, to, to hear your origin story, to hear your backstory. So we <laughs> want to know a little bit about you, your journey, and yeah. uh, specifically uh, as, it, as you know, with, with your relationship with comics and kind of how you got to where you're at now. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, my love for writing and my love for comic kind of came separately. And only in my recent adult years have I married the two. Um, When I was a little kid, I always had trouble sleeping. I mean, that's my poor mother. I stopped taking naps when I was one year old. (laughs) So I just would sit in bed and stare at the ceiling and be like, I'm bored, but I can't get out of bed. Hmm. I could come up with a story in my head, though. Nobody could stop me from doing that. So I would just come up with ideas and stories and characters and what have you. Comics, I fell in love with them uh, also as a kid because I would flip through Baby Blues and Peanuts and Calvin and Hobbes, of course. And even before I could read, I would take in the drawings and sometimes I would like come up with my own ideas of what story was taking place based on their expressions and what was happening. And once I started reading, I was like, oh, okay, I wasn't even close. Um, (laughs) I just, I adore a story that can tell a character's journey visually and not just through printed medium like in a novel Mm -hmm. so in college mid to late college uh, my roommate introduced me to a webcomic called archipelago which to this day is still my favorite webcomic ever and i was just so intrigued by these characters their designs the story and it just how it kept continuing book after book after book and i thought oh my gosh this would be the coolest way to tell a story i wish i could do that but i was not an artist i didn't start drawing really at all like not seriously until about 2014 oh wow yeah um the only art classes i took in college were like the art appreciation like go to this museum and give me a report about this statue I'm like all right cool um <laughs> I didn't know any terms I didn't know how to use photoshop or anything but mm-hmm. for my birthday my mother-in-law gave me my drawing tablet which I still haven't used and I'm drawing a hole in it literally there's big scratch marks in it where the veneer is scraping off this poor <laughs> thing is on its last legs but anyway um yeah I thought you know what 
there's a few people out there who have taught themselves. Surely I can teach myself too. So I just kind of started. Um, and it just took practice and practice and practice and practice and practice and practice forever <laughs> until I got comfortable enough. Well, that's, that's a lie. I still am not always comfortable enough until I had the confidence <laughs> to try and just kind of sat down with a story that I absolutely 100% love and believe in and want to tell. And I started August 1st, 2016. And yeah, my five year anniversary is coming up soon of that, which is insane to me. I can't believe it's been that long, but the, my one complaint with web comics, it is the longest way to tell a story in <laughs> the world. Oh my goodness. I update once a week mm -hmm. and in the comic I've been, we've been in the same day, technically the same afternoon for, I think months. <laughs> I think about a year now and I'm like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's kind of rough sometimes. Hey, I, we've, we've mentioned it several times on the show. You can always go like seventh season of game of Thrones. And just, <laughs> just like fast forward through important plot points at the end. Oh yeah, because no, nobody cares about plot points. Yeah, <laughs> don't tie up any but, loose ends. Just leave us to wonder. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. No problem. Um. Yeah. So I've, I, like I said, I've always loved stories. I've always loved writing. I went to school for it. Um. And that's where I met uh, a lot of like-minded people, which was awesome. But yeah, the art. That was that's a more recent development. And so it kind of breaks my heart um, when people look at my art or other people's art. And they're like, oh, that's great. I could never do that. I'm like, really? Because I couldn't do it, you know, <laughs> five years ago. Right. If you just practiced, I bet you'd surprise yourself. So I've just been really stubborn, really, really stubborn <laughs> and ambitious. And it's kind of paid off. Right. Well, I, I was going to say, I think that's great hearing you talk about that because I know, you know, for myself, I'm not an artist by any means whatsoever. I screw up stick figures. Oh, wait a minute. Sure. How did you and I meet uh, in the uh, comic creators group? I've seen yeah. you draw. I follow you on Instagram. You have fantastic art. What are you talking about? What's this false modesty you're throwing at me? All right. Yeah. No, it's, um, but I, I love hearing that you didn't get into drawing until you were. Um, an adult. And I think a lot of people, um, you know, myself included would think that to be an artist, you have to start really early and be dedicated, which you definitely are dedicated. But I think, you know, the age thing is what really stops people. It's like, you know, I'm too old to do this sort Agreed. of thing. And and I think it's really great to hear that you're sharing, you know, you didn't get into the drawing part until well into adulthood. And I think that's awesome. Oh, to hear. Yeah. And like, and I told myself, I don't have to be the next, um, Jim Lee or, um, uh, you know, uh, I'm blanking on his name. Who's the guy? Kirby. Jack uh, uh, Kirby. Jack Kirby. Thank you. Like he's the guy with all the dots. Yeah. Um, <laughs> certainly not. I, I just want to be a person that I can look at my own art and appreciate and think, Hey, this is great. I like it. And I think as soon as that barrier fell of, well, I didn't grow up with that. I can't do it. Then I realized, you know what? What if like every five years, every decade, there's a skill that I try to apply myself to? And obviously in this decade, it could be drawing. What if in the next it's animation and then the next it's baking and then the next after that it's gardening or mechanic, like being a mechanic or something like mm -hmm. there's so many worlds and, and skills to explore and discover. And you don't have to be the best to enjoy mm -hmm. it. You can be really right. bad at it and still enjoy it. And that just takes so much pressure off. Well, I don't know if you can be bad at baking and then still really enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the cleaning up after is kind of a, kind of a bummer won't lie <laughs> i i i'm encouraged by your story though because it, it it does remind me that it's never too late 
to start something and to chase your dream. And I, I'll be honest with you, like I wanted to be mm-hmm. a radio DJ when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, when I was in eleventh grade, yeah. I had to like write a write a paper on what I wanted to be when I grew up and I wanted to be a radio DJ and um, I worked my my aunt is a radio DJ and I would intern with her like over the summers and I really so really cool. wanted to do it um but like I I don't know I don't know where I went like off the off the rails to like pursuing that or maybe just thinking that it was un, an unrealistic uh an unrealistic dream and I don't want to say I settled for teaching because I really feel like teaching is what I was called to do. And when I teach, like I have a captive audience of 20 to 30 kids and <laughs> they have to listen to me. But here, like what we do now really gives me an opportunity to explore what I've always wanted to do, which is which is something in the in the media realm. And and it is um, yeah. it is it, it is it is cool that you're that you're you're chasing that dream. And it's not, and it's not too late. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. And I mean, I think a big part of it, too, is that my parents were immensely supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, the writing, especially. I mean, they did read my reading and they're like, you want to go to college for this? Awesome. Like, let's like we will 100 percent, you know, emotionally support you and like be there for you. And when I got into drawing my mom every single time, she's like, Molly, this is beautiful. I'm like, you're my mom. You're supposed <laughs> to say that. But no, she's still where were we? I got to visit them. They live like a state away, like five hours away, but mm-hmm. I got to visit them last or they got to visit me, I should say last week. And, uh, my comic came up somewhere in a, in a restaurant and the server, I guess, heard me talk about it. He goes, Oh, I read comics on my break. What is it? And my mom starts gushing. Oh, it's so good. It's been going for so long. I'm like, mother, you're embarrassing me, but I know that's your job. <laughs> oh but yeah. They've, she's been my biggest fan from the start. Good. Hey. Kevin and I talk about on the show all the time how our moms are our biggest fans and they're probably oh. our only listeners too. Oh. That's what moms should be though, right. you know? Yeah. God bless moms. Yeah. Exactly. Um so Molly, can you educate for us um what exactly is a webcomic? Because that's where your area is at and why you decide to do that versus uh traditional comics. Yes. And I get that question a lot when I bring it up with friends or strangers. Oh, I have to explain, first of all, that a webcomic is like a comic book that you'd find at the drugstore or, you know, a comic book store or the library, mm-hmm. except for one minor thing. It's not printed. It is only online, usually. Right. Um, and that is why I did it. I didn't have to print it. I didn't <laughs> have to worry about having it on paper, so to speak, or maybe just on paper and then not having a good scanner or whatever. And I love having an undo button. Drawing digitally is the most forgiving medium of all time. <laughs> and yeah, so that's one reason I went into a webcomic is for the the uh, price, if you will. I mean, I have had other friends go uh, print their own books or go with publishing houses for their own novels, which is great, but very expensive. And I love having the luxury of sharing a link and then everything I've done, someone can just review it for free. Right. Um, I do have some uh, ways that I can make money off of it to help support like the website hosting costs, but that's a whole other follow wax. But yeah, web comics to me are so great and such a fun way to tell a story. So I was like, well, I'm going to do this because there are just so many perks to it. Right. Definitely. And so it sounds like there's 
one of the driving factors is, you know, the, the budgetary where, you know, if you have to print it, that t- costs a lot more than having to do on the web comic and everything. I do have it printed. Oh, my father in law okay. actually surprised me one day and <laughs> my jaw hit the floor. Um, <laughs> but he printed like volumes of it. Right. Like I could, I was so excited. But yeah, I still need to sit down and print. It's called a perfect binding version, like, kind of like a trade, if you mm-hmm. will, of a bunch of comics together. Right. I still need to do that for the first book because I'm in the middle of the second book right now. Gotcha. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so your webcomic that we've been talking about is called Ever Present. And we just want to know if you could tell us a little bit more about what it is and yeah. what the story is about and what inspired you to do that story. Absolutely. So Ever Present is the story of a young woman who is kidnapped on her wedding day Mm -hmm. and has to, uh, she's replaced with a lookalike assassin. So she has to, uh, rescue her fiance, who's a prince, by the way, Mm -hmm. in order to save the kingdom. Um, this story came to me. This is going to sound really meta, but bear with me. It came from a dream I had, but to be (laughs) fair, I have a lot of dreams and I don't always turn all of them into web comics. So, um, (laughs) The beginning of the the story takes place of you see the bride running away from something and you don't really know who she is or what's going on or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And that was basically what my dream was, except it was set in a high school. So that's a little different, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, she was running against the lockers and like running, like trying to run faster. Her uh, she wasn't running very quickly. And all I knew is that, like, she was trying to get away from something. And if she got caught, she would lose everything she'd worked so hard to get. And that was like a really strong feeling. And even when I woke up, I thought, huh, that's an interesting idea. Let's explore that. (laughs) And then I got names and more world building and characters and villains. And it was just so fun. But um, the story continues more after that book two kind of continues in the life of that main character and the other characters alongside her. And it's been so fun to see them develop as characters, if you will. And mm-hmm. oh, seeing how people react to the story, that has been the best part. Um, awesome. My readers have been so gracious and just so fun to, you know, reply to and seeing their comments. And ah, it just feels like I'm going along with them for the ride. That's maybe, great. What, mm-hmm. Maybe you should have left it as a high school because that's often the nightmare dungeon that I'm trying to escape from <laughs> in my dreams. Fair <laughs> enough. Yes. <laughs> It'd be a completely different fantasy story. Yeah. No, I've stuck with fantasy, castles, dragons, knights, you know, gotcha. all, all that stuff. <laughs> I was about to say, Kevin, I think you're always trying to escape high school even now, right? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I would take a job in high school because it means that I would like get to go to work earlier and get out earlier. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm going to be honest with you. I, I tell I when I get a chance to like really talk to my kids, I often tell them like, look, nothing's changed in the 20 years since I've been in high school. Um, right. The girls yeah. didn't talk to me then and they don't really like the girls in my class don't really talk to me now. And so <laughs> uh, I'm still I'm still the I'm still like pretty geeky. So like it's not. nothing's changed (laughs) see i had a weird experience because i was geeky but i also was homeschooled for high school so yeah and i loved it it was great for me i mean i I was able to supplement a few classes that we couldn't do homeschooling Mm -hmm. like at our local community college so it was fantastic it worked out great for me that's awesome now, mm-hmm. now, Molly, you were talking about with your webcomic. I, I think this is one of the things as you're describing it, it hit me that, oh, this is actually something that would be really more beneficial to do as a webcomic versus traditional is that you're talking about how your um, you know, fans or audience 
are commenting mm-hmm. on the webcomic itself. So you kind of see the discussion thread on each page, which yeah. I've seen some of those. I think that's really cool, like to give that sort of direct feedback um, as an oh, artist yeah. and a storyteller. And I think that's a really cool perk of having a webcomic is that you can actually get that real time and, uh, you know, a feedback quicker than if you printed them out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then seeing people's anticipation, like, I wonder what's going to happen next, or I hope so-and-so has a, a, a cool story arc or whatever. You mm-hmm. don't get that if you've written a novel. You might get a nice letter from a fan or something, right. or like a friend, be like, oh, I like this one scene. But I'm kind of a sucker for feedback. And I'm like, who? what did you think of this? <laughs> what did you think of that? So opening the floor up every single page, I was like, Oh, I need to do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird that you like that. That's a, that that's the, what you like to do in this like modern age of like, like immediate gratification and interaction because mm-hmm. 90% of what you see online is you ruined my favorite character. <laughs> like you, okay, are, re- you don't know what you're doing. That. When I say feedback, that is a very diplomatic way of saying like a pat on the back. You did a good job. Yeah. I love this character. <laughs> Whatever. Right. But no, really like I've, you know, there's been some good feedback of like, Oh, wait a minute. You're this one panel's missing something. Oh, which by the way, that's another thing. Very few artists get the luxury of being able to fix something once it's public. Right. Because I looked back, I'm like, I totally forgot to drop buttons on his sleeve or, oh, no, I forgot. You know, there was one time I totally forgot like a cloak someone had. I'm like, how the frick did I forget that? But (laughs) luckily I fixed it, re-uploaded it. Nobody was the wiser. (laughs) Do you, you, (laughs) are there things that you don't like to draw that you try to avoid? Like, do you, do you frame scenes so you don't have to draw feet and things like that? Yes. (laughs) But. (laughs) <laughs> I hate drawing butts. Oh, butts. <laughs> you will notice I draw a lot of cloaks and jackets and like long dresses that hide said butts because <laughs> I just can't wrap my mind around butts. Like I <laughs> they look weird and I can't get them right. That's my one kryptonite with drawing is butts. And every time I have to complain to my friends, actually my D&D group too. I'm always like, "Guys, there's another butt. I can't do it." And they'll be like, "You can do it, Molly. Draw the butt." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> So yes, butts are my weakness. If I say that, if, if like I say that now, the whole internet's gonna, I'm sure. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna hit. Anyway. That's gonna hit Reddit tomorrow. Butts are my weakness too. Right. Butts are my weakness too. <laughs> yep. Like, oh, you mean like you have a thing for it? No, like I can't draw that. <laughs> so that's awesome. You, you've told us about the inspiration for um, your comic, and and you're you're a storyteller at heart. So, uh, do you, do you, with this in mind, do you have, or do you have an end for ever present in mind? And are there any other stories or projects that you're, that you're working on or you want to yeah. jump to? Great eventually? question. That's one thing I promised myself when I started this, that I would have a solid ending and there is a solid ending and I've got, well, heck I've got three different notebooks that are chock full of notes and literally oh, like wow. all my thumbnails and stuff. And here's a little sneak peek book three. Um, yes, I told myself if I'm going to commit this much of my life to a story, I want to see it through. So, yes, I've got a, like a really concrete ending in mind that I'm really excited to share with people. Um, realistically, I did the timeline in my head. It's probably going to be another seven years, maybe. Ooh, awesome. Yeah. I mean, because if you can calculate one page per week, uh, not excluding or excluding holidays and such. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is going to take 
a good portion of my life, but you know what? I'm willing to do that. But in regard to other stories, of course, I have other stories. I'm like, this would be a great web comic. There's a few I've told my husband. He's like, babe, you should hire somebody else to do that because if you can't, somebody needs to, um, which is a huge compliment. But I'm like, uh, I don't know if I could trust You're my, my husband. You have to say other. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's one web comic idea I have in mind um, where it's set in South Florida with. Uh, um, mermaids and a young man who's trying to figure out his life as a marine biologist. And I love the idea, but I think I love the setting more than the story because currently mm. I don't have a story. I have scenes in mind. Mm -hmm. I have characters, but I don't have a concrete line of, of plot and narrative. And if I'm going to commit to that, where it would be a very intensive mm -hmm. uh, uh, art goal, because South Florida there are specific places in mind that I can draw like plazas and um, the intercoastal. I've been there several times with my family and I'm Epcot. always inspired when I go there, mm -hmm. but to, to, to draw real places is a lot more difficult than drawing a fantasy world where it's like, well, it's a field. Mm, I just drew a field. Okay. And that's a quick field. And that's what it is. And Oh, there's a cave and whatever you're, you're going to accept whatever it is. Cause I've come up with it. This is not based on reality, <laughs> but if I'm suddenly drawing like, Oh, I don't know. Deerfield beach. Uh, an actual place I've gone before with my family that I love. I need to get it right because people know what it looks like. They can look it up. So those backgrounds would be really intense. I would have to make sure I really understand what I'm doing and that I'm fully committed. And I think in order to do that, I need to have a story that I'm like hundred percent. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. In fact, that was my motivation when I started ever present. I started, if you will, the thumbnails, the sketching, the stories, Knowing full well I wanted it to be a webcomic before I even knew how to draw, before I had a tablet. I thought, I'll figure that out when I get there. And so by the time, oh gosh, let me think here. I think I was like a hundred pages in of thumbnails, you know, like those quick sketches. Mm -hmm. And by then I finally was like, okay, I am emotionally invested enough that I'm going to make this happen. In fact, on my very first book, I have a little note that says, don't be nervous. You've got this. Awesome. On my second one, I also have a pep talk. It says, you're the man. <laughs> and on my third one, oh, I don't have one on my third one. Well, I'll come up one with some kind of motivational, you know, pep talk thing. Just <laughs> keep swimming. Like, just keep swimming, essentially. <laughs> yes. I had to, like, keep motivating myself. But I'm like, do the thing you're good at. Right. And then this, the other skills will come later if you if you practice. And they did. So it worked out. That's well, awesome. I, I'm excited about all of that. Like, I want to see your story. Like, I'm oh, you. your 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 South Florida story. Can I can I interject that maybe what it's missing before you commit to it fully is a talking manatee. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's hilarious! I've thought about uh, the mermaid, the main mermaid character. Actually, they're the background of my phone right now because I drew them oh, for mermaid. Cool. Oh, awesome! Thank you. Um, I thought about giving her an animal companion. Like I thought of a dolphin. Then I thought maybe an otter, but I kind of like the idea of a manatee. Talking maybe. manatee, oh, like real body positive manatee. Who's Barbara. like, this no. is the, this Great. is the body that I was given and I'm going to live my best life. Right. I mean, a beautiful sea potato. <laughs> yeah. I am all about that. Yeah. So and, I'm and it's that. also a social influencer too. <laughs> yeah. Like she's got her own Instagram account. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I deal. Goals. Right. I, and I was also thinking too, that like, what are the chances that in the very last pages of the, the, the book of notes that Molly has that 
Um, we find out that Selena is actually in high school and wakes up in detention and the whole thing has been a dream. Don't do that because I think it cheapens it. <laughs> very mean. There, it, yeah, no, I promise you I will not do that. I Do I... No, no, I hate that. It was all a dream. Yeah, it was all a dream. Lectures. So she was in high school, and Maybe. now she and she wakes up, and then she can't escape that either. Right. I have come up with a modern equivalent, although it's set in college. Of if ever present was set in modern day, what would that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's obviously not everything translates, mm-hmm. but it's like she's living with her mom, who's abusive, uh, but goes to a coffee shop to like to study and of course silas is a barista there or he calls himself a barista like he's still got his sense of humor um (laughs) and eventually like his dad who owns some rental properties offers her like a house to stay in while she tries to escape from her abusive mother yeah and that was like a fun i love what if scenarios like what if this happened what if that happened and that's honestly how a lot of my stories get written just what if and then i just explore the uh possibilities it's awesome awesome. (laughs) yeah um the uh I know that one of the for like Disney Imagineers, one of the one of the steps in their process, even when they're when they're flushing out a character for a movie or whatever, or like an idea for a movie, that's the elevator pitch is always what if a what if toys were alive and could talk to yeah. each other? So like it's it's a, it's always that's how that's how everything snowballs. And I think it's a really nice. cool creative um creative uh process a really cool process to do when you're when you're trying to flush out what you want in your story oh and it's so fun i just love exploring because to me the story is very alive and there's still moments that surprise me even though i wrote them years ago or like mm-hmm. a moment where a character does something and i'm like or you know it, it, it's written i'm writing and i'm like oh this character's gonna do this now I didn't see that coming. So when people tell me like oh my gosh I couldn't believe when this happened I'm like me neither <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It just takes on a life of its own. It it really does. It really does. Right. Um, you know, Molly, I, I wanted to share that um as we were reading through your uh through Ever Present, I really mm-hmm. love some of your artistic styles that you have that I haven't actually seen in other comics before. So like Really? Yeah, like so for example, there was a scene where um, I forget who was talking, but Desolaire was in there and he okay. said something, um, you know, like coldly or like chilly, like back to somebody. Oh, yes. And, and I love how the speech bubble, you added like the little frost, like icicles at the bottom to convey that <laughs> meeting. And I was like, that is such a great way to, to help convey that with like visuals and everything. I was just, I was like floored. I was like, that is awesome. And then. <laughs> Um, a couple other scenes where people are whispering to each other. You have the speech bubble, but you like turn down the opacity on it. It, mm-hmm. it really visually tells the reader like what's happening without having to like, I guess, try to figure out a really elaborate way to say yeah. that they're whispering. You know, like a novel, you can do that, but right. with a web comic, you got to be a little more intentional to show tone of voice and. Uh, this and that. Yeah, I remember doing that because I remember I needed it to be like really chilly. Mm-hmm. And I thought, hey, let's make them look like icicles or whatever, which the program I use does not allow me. Uh, it's not a, there's not as much freedom on speech bubbles. So I had to kind of get creative. Those are all technically like tails, if you will. Oh, like the speech cool. Bubble yeah. Tails. Yeah. So I just added a bunch. more. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember a moment to my sister responded to a page where Silas spoilers for anybody who might read it anyway there's a there's a moment where silas starts to cry 
Uh, and I added, I think, extra little speech bubbles. So it looked like his speech bubble was dissolving. Oh, that's she neat. looked at it and said, his speech bubble's crying. <laughs> I'm like, that's a good way to think about yeah. it. Yeah. That's, that's so cool. Cause we, we've talked about it with other people that there's some, there are specific ways that they really make the words and pictures marry together to give you like that mm-hmm. full experience. And those, mm-hmm. those things are innovative and very, very cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. And yeah, I just got to say it's, it was awesome when I was reading through that. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is just so cool. Yeah. And so, oh my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> so I, I guess I wanted to ask you, you know, with, with some of your drawing styles and your storytelling, um, and you know, I know I'm going to ask you to brag on yourself and no, not everybody likes bragging about themselves, but like what, what are some other things that you feel like is really like a cornerstone or a corner piece of your storytelling or your, um, yeah. artist cap- capability or, um, drawings? So I'd say I've been focused really on body language, specifically mm-hmm. with hands. I've been trying to, let me, let me phrase that. I've noticed that in comics that I really felt connected to, the artist didn't just keep the hands out of the shot. They have them in the scene for some reason to show like, is it, are, are the hands loose? Are they showing that the person is like feeling relaxed? Are they tight? Are they in fists? Are they running through their hair? Mm-hmm. Because hands are the way we kind of connect to the world. So that's one thing I've tried to be really clear on. So if you remember in the most recent scene, one of the most recent scenes where Selena is really nervous that she's going to be caught by Thorne, she has her hand over her brooch that's connecting her, her cloak. And I've had mm-hmm. it there the whole time. It's like right. as if she's trying to cling to something. So that to me, like the body language of hands, I think are much more important than some comic artists or artists in general realize. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just... Like I said, I, I think it's just you had some really great um, styles in your artwork that I haven't seen in other comics. So I just I, Jeez, I can't applaud you enough for that. Oh, such a great creativity. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Pardon me as I turn red. <laughs> <laughs> That's very kind of you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to we're going to take a step back from uh, ever present uh, for just a second, but we're going to stay in the realm of fantasy and we like to play uh, different games with our guests. And because you are a fantasy writer and uh, a big time fan of uh, Dungeons and Dragons, we thought we would we would do a game where um, we we get to pick our fantasy name for for our fictitious a fictitious story and so i'm calling this the captioned kingdom uh the (laughs) captioned kingdom fantasy name generator here we go first you're going to give yourself a title if you so choose you can pick king or queen prince or princesses duke or duchess uh i guess marques or i'm not going to try to say that uh earl countess yeah, I, I couldn't tell if it was French Garble or not. your air, and it, you're speaking French, basically. Yes. So uh, the next thing that you are going to do is you're going to pick your character type, and your birth month is your uh, is your class. So you're going to pick your uh, pick your character based on your birth month. Kevin, can I just ask real quick, like? Mm-hmm. Did you have a plan on like how you assigned this? Because the one that's for me is pretty much spot on. <laughs> uh no i i just ran, awesome. I, I found a bunch of um uh i found a bunch of D D classes like as a list and there were 12 yeah. of them and then i just replaced a few of them with other with other things and then yeah. uh yeah awesome 
I want to go with the troll class next time. Sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really would. That'd be fun. Okay, so your first letter of your name, first letter of your first name becomes your your new name. So there are several. Uh, there's one for every letter of the alphabet, uh, both uh, male and female. You can choose the one that you uh, the, the one that you want. Um, mm-hmm. But it's got to be the one that uh, the one that matches up with your uh, sure. your name. So choose any letter from your name. name. Yeah, like you're you're gonna be you're gonna be the S name, right? Okay, because it's okay. Mir- Muriel. These are great. These are honestly really good for like just if you need to pick a character name, fantasy character. Mm-hmm. I found a I found a website that had a bunch of character names, but they had characters for like dwarf names and people names oh, yeah. and elfish names and. Awesome. Uh, here goes the last step. I think it's the last step. Your last name is your favorite animal, Ooh. but you have to add heart, stone, rock, blade, or blood to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying mine. Um, I'm saying oh, mine in my. Setting. I'm saying mine in my head, and it just sounds ridiculous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the place that you're from is the setting of your favorite TV show. But you have to add Shire, Ham, Ford, Port. That should say Stead or Wick. And I I have a link of like all the the, what all these places mean. Uh, Like uh, Ham, I think means a fortified place, and Shire means county and things like that. But I just I just grabbed a bunch of them. It's like let's just add these things to our favorite. um, (laughs) Oh, what is my favorite show right now? (laughs) Right, I know it's so hard. Um, you know what? I'm watching The Crown, so I'm going to say London. So, because I came up with this this silly game, I'm going to go first. I'm going to share mine. <laughs> based on the based on the information uh above, I am Duke Clayton Koala Stone Ranger from Scrantonshire. <laughs> <laughs> Koalas are like literally the laziest animals on earth, and like it's what I aspire to be. Like, like I mean, I have a family and a job and everything, but there are so many days where I just feel like a a koala. And coincidentally, I watch a lot of The Office. So, (laughs) you know what's funny, Kevin is so Molly, Kevin, I like the more we do this show and interact with each other, more we like we're pretty much the same person. Is that <laughs> yeah. I had thought about using like, Scranton for my <laughs> favorite yeah. TV show, so that's so weird. <laughs> we, yeah, that's we really were separated funny. at birth. Yeah. <laughs> the the movie Twins with uh, Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger is pretty much I've us. I've seen it. It's hilarious. Except I'm Arnold. I'm the Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> No, Sean's literally a foot tall. Oh. Sean's literally a foot taller than me, so that's not true. Yeah, yeah, I'm six six. Yeah, I, I remember. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. All right, Sean. It's been, it's been too long, but yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sean, right. you get, you got to go next because we're going to save Molly for last because because she's our she's our esteemed guest. Sounds oh, good. <laughs> so my name is I'm I'm part of the giant class. Mm. Which is why I asked about the the month because oh, yeah. I was like, this is pretty much me. <laughs> oh yeah, your birthday's next month. Yeah, it is. And um, so my name is Baron Cyphus Wanda Turtleblade. <laughs> from <laughs> from Smallville Shire. <laughs> oh, nice. 
So yeah, I'm really been into the Superman Lois show. I think it's a really good show. Right. Yeah, it's it's if you haven't watched it yet, it's it's awesome. I love it. It's they they're doing yeah, a great my job. Yeah, husband's with it. into it. Yeah, he really likes it. Yeah, it's great. All right. Oh my god, this is awesome. Yeah. And then and then Molly, what are you? What are you? Uh, what's your oh, character? This is obviously going to be my new D and D character. Okay. So I need to write another sixty page backstory for this person. <laughs> um, I'm a sorceress. My name is Baroness Muriel Capybara Blade, um, <laughs> which is like such a funny combo to think together, considering they're like the friendliest animal on the planet. Right. Um, and I hail from Panisha. Ah, yes. <laughs> Completely forgot about Parks and Rec. I don't know how I did, but I did. Oh my gosh. Ben Wyatt would love that. <laughs> yes. Oh gosh. He is he is the nerd I think that many nerds aspire to be. Right, yeah. <laughs> cones of Dunshire. All about the cones. Yes. <laughs> Literally, one of my best friends in the world sent me a whole bunch of stickers, and one of my favorites that I haven't had the heart to put on anything is the Cones of Dunshire. Oh, that's awesome! It's so cool. I love it. (laughs) You can't put that on anything. You got to preserve it. Exactly. I don't. Yeah. Like Like, I, I have commitment issues. You you know, so I I never have tattoos. You get like a comic (laughs) cover, like a comic plastic mylar bag, and you slide that sticker down inside of it, and then you just save the sticker. There we go. There we go. I should do that. <laughs> and, then, and then 50 years, you'll have a mint cones of Dunshire sticker that will probably be worth thousands of dollars. Yes. I'll pay for one of my kids' textbooks when they go to college. Right. <laughs> no, 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 don't. Textbooks, textbooks are gone. You'll, it's, it's all online now. Oh, yeah. yeah. By then, it will be either just ebook or holographic or VR mm-hmm. download. Yeah. They, in, in, you know, neural implant in the brain. There we go. <laughs> it's, we're I'm, kidding, but it's going down that direction. I know. I mean, I, I'm in like online higher ed, and these are the conversations we have. Is is uh, oh yeah, it's it's pretty insane. <laughs> I refuse to take. I refuse to take any course that I that I can't do on my Game Boy Advance. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, what was that? Oh, those were the days. What was the thing that was like the Nintendo thing that was red and oh, it was like the Virtual Boy? Yeah, mm. the Virtual Boy. It would give people headaches. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's right. Yes, that's how we're going to do school in the future. Is Virtual Boy? <laughs> <laughs> the Virtual Boy. So. You never have to leave home. Zoom. Yeah, forget Zoom. <laughs> and hopefully, and hopefully, you'll be able to uh, you'll be able to download Molly's uh, Molly's comic on it. Uh, oh yeah! You'd be able yeah. to watch your your whole thing on Virtual Boy in red, of course, the color. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, that would be kind be of in, killer. So know. It'll be in 3D where you can actually go and interact with the comic as it's oh. happening. See, now that would be cool. Yes, that would be really cool to get an interactive virtual, you know, like a VR comic. Oh, oh yeah, I'm yeah. sure there's, you know, some people are already looking into that. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely, I'd be on board. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, I think it'd be in, amazing. In tomorrow's mm-hmm. news, Disney acquires the comic <laughs> ever present from Molly oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> to create to their to the, create their first interactive experience. You sound like my husband because he says stuff like that. <laughs> oh, Disney's no, gonna buy this for sure, babe. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, the literally words he said to me. Um, but honestly, do you know who follows me on Twitter? Who's that? The guy who wrote Sharknado and owns Asylum Studios. And I'm like, no. Oh my god. Why are you following me? I have some concern. I don't want Dragon NATO. Like, I really don't want it. <laughs> 
<laughs> that should have been one of the options for when we're picking names is right. NATO. <laughs> well, I, I fully expected somebody to use dra- like dragon in their name because, I mean, it's a mythical beast, but it's an animal nonetheless. Right. Uh, hey, Molly, before we let you go, can you let mm-hmm. all of our uh, listeners know where they can find you and your work online? Yes. So my uh, webcomic, Everpresent, you can find it at everpresentcomic.com. Um, my social media, uh, links are listed there, but I'll mention them as well. So my Twitter where I post updates there and other art is at living for the lamb and that's living without a G Mm -hmm. the number four and then the lamb spelled out. Um, that's the same username for my Instagram as well. I don't post as much, uh, web comic related content there, but pretty much all my D and D art and my just commissions and fun stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, that's where I'm active. All right. Oh, and not to mention there's a discord server of my, uh, webcomic as well. And we have a lot of fun. Oh, there. Cool. Mostly sharing memes, to be honest, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> that's that's awesome. what we'll tell our kids for like, when I was your age, the internet was for memes. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're with chat videos rule. You're watching <laughs> the primordial soup of, of, of internet memes. You're watching your teacher teach you on your, your game virtual boy. <laughs> it's like that scene from Back to the Future where they're like, you got to use your hands to play that game. Elijah Wood. Yeah. Yes. Elijah Wood. Oh, so good. Oh, chef's kiss. <laughs> hey, well, that wraps up another episode of The Caption Live. Uh, we thank Molly for being with us today, and uh, we hope that you go and check out her comic. We also hope that you enjoyed listening, so don't forget to smash that subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you listen to, and you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Caption Life. And if you like what we're doing, give us a shout out, tag us in a post. For more info about us and all of our previous episodes, visit thecaptionlife.com. Until next time. Hail and farewell. <laughs>